about the Messi thing? Anything else on the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This Messi thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, they're on the back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 96 of the Better Herons Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, as always, is Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? Well, it's a long week, baby. You know, I'm just long? waiting. I'm, I mean, it feels like a long week, right? I mean, we got like a full week before we play again. Oh, yeah. It has been every right? three days for a while. Yeah, you're right. You yeah. know, so now people aren't getting their, their inner Miami fix, their messy fix, right? Well, I mean, some people are going to have to go more than a week for the messy fix. Well, I mean, I think that's my favorite part of this weekend is that we're going to get a little pre into Miami. Like it's like a throwback. That sta- I yeah. hope the stadium's full, but I'm really expecting the stadium to be, you know, not as full as it's been the last couple of days and all that other good stuff. But we were supposed to have Kevincho uh, on to help preview this game, but he said that he was a little tied up. So Chris dove in and he uh, scoured for the best barbecue host to join us. And uh, and Chris, you found somebody. Uh, yes, I did. I was able to uh, scour the internet and i found a gentleman by the name of david repping and and the thing is uh, david if i'm not mistaken you you you're on a podcast and hold on i gotta change the screen here danny uh, david what, what's the name of the of the podcast because i know the name of the of the report but yeah so i am one of the four hosts of the shades of blue soccer show uh, which is the name of our podcast. And then we have yes. a blog, the Kansas City Soccer Journal. Yes, no, for sure. And thank you for coming on board, uh, for joining us, the Inter-Miami fan base here to cover the game against Sporting KC. And of course, we're not going to be, unfortunately, having Messi grace the field against you guys. But it's it's still going to be a good game. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, the dude's I- been tearing <laughs> it up. Thank God. Uh- and I appreciate your 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 choice of headwear for the, for the episode. I definitely appreciate that. That's right. I well, you, I was telling you guys off air. I went to the U. I'm a I'm a Miami man, so you know I'm ready to talk Chris Hero, Jimmy Butler. You know we can talk about the Heatles if we want to throw it back to when I was there. We talked Fins, Canes. <laughs> you, you tell me. We can do we can do it. Well, you let me know. You can hop on. We got battered fans all over the place. We got battered heat, battered Marlins. You, you want to jump on one of those battered fins and you jump on. We talk about that all the time. But let's here, do it. Dale. Enter Miami. So let's go. On Saturday, I'm sure that you and all the other Sporting KC fans are a little excited because without Messi, I feel like you just might feel a little better about your chances coming up on Saturday. Now, is that like when you saw that we were part of that like second half of the schedule, did you kind of like think, okay, okay, that's a loss. We're going to move on. Or were you like, no, we got a chance. And now that Messi's not playing, we really got a chance. Yo, you guys have given me like a real emotional roller coaster with all this. Cause when I, the schedule first came out, I'm penciling in three points, right? At the beginning of the year, I'm like, man, we're just going to run through Beckham FC. Like this is no big deal. And then all of a sudden you get messy and I'm like, maybe he's washed. Like maybe he doesn't have it. And then I've just been watching this dude tear up the league. And I also have to confess, I'm Brazilian. So, like, I don't like Messi. Oh. 
he's not the goat. Pele's the goat. I'm going to die on that sword. But uh, <laughs> but I, he's tearing it up. And so now I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, like I thought that like maybe they wouldn't be good and now they're great. And then I heard a report that maybe Messi might be available for like the second half. No. He's no. okay. Cause, uh, and, no, no, he's on international duty. He's 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 in another country. There was some Which, reporting the, the, last, way, the last game that he might be available for like off the bench and that that they were going to yeah. release him from international duty. And then I was like, man, then I thought I was going to get a break with this guy and now he might be back. No, 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 no that's true. Now, Chris did uh, uh, inform me earlier before we got here Ooh, that Michelle is... Kaufman, before Michelle Kaufman got here, um, I mean, we could say that about everybody from back in the day, though. Uh, he, Chris was telling me that Michelle Kaufman reported that Drake Callender apparently is going to start this game and that he's going to join the U.S. men's national team on their second game uh, of it, with, during the international break. So um, that's crazy news if it's indeed true. I haven't had a chance to fact check it. But, I mean, if Michelle Kaufman said it, I mean, I trust Michelle Kaufman. So it sounds like we're going to have well, Drake. And if we have Drake, we, we got our, almost our full squad. Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, Danny, it, whether calendar's here or not, the good thing about the goalie position is, is that if one's not there, the other's going to play, right? It's not like we're going to be in a toss-up where it could be like at this point, since Joseph's not there, is it going to be Farias? Is it going to be uh, Campana? You know, there's like multiple people that can be able to play the striker position. But with goalie, it's like, okay, if calendar's there, he's playing without a shadow of a doubt. But if he's not, it's going to Dos Santos. So. Um, either or, I mean, I guess it's, uh, I, I was trying to find a ways to verify what she had said, but I honestly, I couldn't Look, find it anywhere. So, uh, and, uh, for, I saw somebody putting Marsman Marsman isn't part of the team anymore. I mean, they're allowing him Listen, to train on the, on the, on, on our practice facility or whatnot to keep himself, you know, fresh or whatever, but he, he's not part of the team, so he can't play. Listen, guys, we're trying to say football, but it's not that easy. Okay. It's not that easy. <laughs> All right, football. Yeah, it is an Don't easy. Don't cancel spot. me, guys. Don't cancel me. Yeah. All right. So, um, oh, uh, Chris just disappeared. I'm not sure what just happened. So, uh, while he comes back, uh, I had a quick question for you, KC. When it comes to KC, are there any like traditions or anything like that that you guys do before the game, during the game, anything like that we should, I don't know, keep an eye out for? I know we're not playing in Kansas City, but just in general, because we like to find out about uh, opposing cities and opposing traditions and whatnot. Yeah. So, you know, we have our, our our supporters group is called the Cauldron. We used to be the Kansas City Wizards and then the Wiz. So they called it the Cauldron and the Cauldron's yeah. the rowdiest crew we've got. Whenever we have road games, they do a roadron. Um, and so they'll probably be out there trying to organize something with the inner Miami supporters. Um, but all of our traditions are really home centric. So, uh, we do the I believe chant. Um, there's kind of some built-in chants and stuff, but you know, it's really candidly they're having a lot of conversations with the fan base and ownership right now because the game day atmosphere has gotten kind of stale, and all of our traditions are kind of stale. Oh, okay. Now, do you think Kansas City is the the heart of football uh, here in the United States, or is it St. Louis like Rick Baltimore to say? Yeah, it's definitely not St. Louis. Okay. And and I, I our podcast is notably our podcast and especially me are like notably anti-St. Louis. Um, their fans all smell like, you know, rotten Provel cheese and marinara sauce. <laughs> um, 
and we beat the brakes off them the other night. So like, you know, is that, is that a rivalry? Miss, so miss me with that shit. But can I swear on here? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all you want, bro. Yeah, I but, love that energy. Yo, like, look, you know, Kansas City has been we're an original '96 team. Um, we've got some trophies. We've got the longest tenured manager in the league. You know, we've we've done all right. Is is that a rivalry you guys in St. Louis? I mean, I know St. Louis just got here, but like, is that is that what you would consider your rival? Yeah. You know, for a long time, it was for a long time, it was Houston because we kept meeting up in the playoffs. And then after that, it was Salt Lake because we beat them for MLS Cup in 2013 and then just had some really chippy fights. Um, The league tried to make our rival Minnesota for a little bit, the nicest rivalry in MLS, but there was nothing to it. They're the closest. They're the closest team to us. And just naturally, our city's kind of buttheads. But they're trash. They're garbage. Dog food FC. That's what I like to hear. Don't hold back. Well, right, but you so, know they're uh, doing. Listen, the St. Louis is St. Louis is doing pretty good, especially for like their first time, you know, for their first year. But like they kind of got to get off that high horse. So I I completely agree with David. Like they're gassed up way too much. I mean, well, and like they're. About they're- it, Way overperforming. I'm sorry, Chris. I didn't mean to step on you. Yeah, they're go just, ahead. Go ahead. They're just they're way overperforming their expected goals. And we saw yeah. that last year with Austin. Austin like was cruising. They were way outpacing the the expected like goals and their underlying stats. And then this year they stink. Oh, you hear that, Danny? That's why this this year they they do stink. And they lost. Uh, what's his face? What's that guy? Um, the striker up front, Danny. I don't know if you know his name. I think he's uh. Oh my God, the name escapes me. Some big white I'm guy. Sure. Oh, I'm not sure who you're talking about. From St. Louis. I'm gonna Google big white guy for St. Louis. Yes. Oh, right. what, what? What? Even though this isn't about St. Louis, so go ahead and go ahead and, huh? You're talking right. about Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude. You said it, David. Yeah, he's like yes, a six foot five guy. Brazilian. That guy, a, that guy was a monster in the beginning. He is. Yeah. Yes. He was a All monster right. So Kansas City. Um, you guys didn't start very well. You guys started picking it up. What What do you got to say about Kansas City up until this point of the season? Like, what's I mean, been the story been, on the team? It was bad. It was real bad to start. So we were missing two designated players to start the year. Alan okay. Pulido and Gadi Kinda, um, our nine and our ten, both had uh, major knee surgeries, missed all of last year, and so they didn't start the season um, with the squad. They were working their way back from injury, and so we started the season like seven losses, three draws, no wins. But since Alan Polito's back in matches where he's played, we're averaging 1.7 points per game. Um, and so the return of those two guys really helped things out. Although Gadi Kinda's off on international duty right now. Well, but now, and and when it comes to, because I, I was looking up the schedule and you guys, what you guys are, uh, well, in what place are you guys are in the standings at the moment? I think 11th. we're 11th. Yeah, 11th but it's like a tight pack. Like we're I've noticed know, the West that. sucks. The West sucks. Yeah, the West the West does suck. Yeah. Well, but yeah, you know, we we've, we've got a couple big games coming up. We've got um another one against St. Louis, but there's two against Minnesota to kind of see who's going to sneak into that bottom playoff spot. So this is All right. this is one of those games that's like do or die for both of us, right? We both yes. need it desperately because we can't we can't afford to lose too many more games coming up. So, I, I well, I guess you kind of answered it, but I want to see who else. 
who else are you missing on international duty? Because, I mean, obviously that's going to be one of the main stories for us. For you guys, who are you missing on international duty? So missing Gadi Kinda, designated player number 10. Sporting plays not with a true 10. We play with like um, kind of dueling eights. Um, okay. And then uh, we're missing a one of our U22 wingers, Marino Janis, who's um, from Cyprus. But he doesn't really play. Um, he's kind of our third winger off the bench. He doesn't get a lot of minutes, so he's not really a loss. But other than that, nobody, because, you know, when your team's trash, you don't get a lot of call-ups. <laughs> okay. Well, but, I mean, that's a big player to lose out, so that, that should be a positive for us. All right. Uh, you know we have a lot of new people watching this show, obviously, for, for obvious reasons. So a lot of our new viewers aren't very familiar with MLS, you know, throughout the league, and they're just getting accustomed to it. So whenever we have somebody on, we like to ask, is there a player that you would say you should probably look out for this guy? It's not a household name, but look out for this guy. He's going to stand out when you watch him on Saturday. Yeah, so Alan Pulido, our designated player number nine, uh, is definitely – I mean, he's the best player in the, who's going to wear the kit. Um, he plays kind of a, almost like a nine and a half, right? He's got the freedom to roam, and he'll drop into the midfield to pick up the ball. Um, but he's a true striker, and he can strike with both feet. He can place it. You know, he's got a lot of skill. He's not like a pacey guy, but he's going to, he's just got a lot of, a lot of skill and a lot of touch. Um, he's great. Johnny Russell is one of our, uh, he's a designated player winger from Scotland. Um, he's starting to slow down a little bit because um, on the wrong side of 30, but he, you may see highlights of him from time to time, like putting guys on skates and sliding in and out. Uh, and then our midfielder the, to look out for is Eric Tommy. He's a German designated player. He kind of, he got brought in last summer when we were missing Gadi Kinda. Um, and he's much more attack minded. So he can, he can put in a shot at one point he was leading the league in shots. Um, and he's got a lot of skill. Um, he can put in a good pass. He can shoot. Um, and is definitely dangerous in the attack. Chris. No. And I was, I was going to mention just talking a little bit about how sporting KC has been doing so far without mentioning some of the players. I mean, Danny, I don't know if you've looked at the last couple of games, but the last two games since the League's Cup, so they've won those, and and, and it looked like handedly. Um, and then before the League's Cup, they had tied uh, uh, three games. They won one, and then they lost two, but both of those were by one goals. So you guys haven't really been doing too poorly, uh, and, and you guys have been playing some, some pretty good competition. I mean, I see Chicago. Uh, I mean, Houston Dynamo for whatever they are um lafc you guys sort of kept in contention with them austin F austin you beat them uh earlier in the season and then lost by one goal um so i don't see i don't see sporting kc as much of a pushover as a lot of people do danny um david how how has the fan base seen this team playing how, how have they seen them in terms of the last two three months you know it's the, the, the results have improved since the beginning of the year. I think a lot of people are still pretty mad. You know, the team made the playoffs so many years in a row. Uh, we missed the playoffs in 2019 and then yeah. made it back in 2020, 2021, missed it last year, and then started terribly this year. So the front office kind of pissed off a lot of fans. Um, you know, the results have improved, but I think, you know, sporting doesn't make the playoffs. I think, you know, the, the seat couldn't get, really get any hotter for, pre, for Peter Vermees. Well, and that's and Danny, we yeah, go ahead, Danny. No, I was gonna ask, does Ted Lasso ever go to those games? 
you know, he lives in New York or LA, but I know, did but go like, to my alma mater. City? Right. But yeah, yeah but like Jason Sudeikis is from Overland Park, Kansas, which is where I am yeah. right now. Um, so I thought he's not, that, that might be his squad. No, he's not around much. Um, I think the last time I saw him, I mean, he was in a, at an LAFC game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he, yeah I, I saw that. I saw that. I felt betrayed. I felt, I felt deeply betrayed. I thought he was a you KC know, guy. And just, and, and before we keep talking, you know, like real life sporting KC stuff, like just to sort of break up the monotony, do you think that the next season of Ted Lasso, if there ever is one, do you think that it may take place, uh, him being the coach for sporting KC? Well, I think, I mean, I don't want to give spoilers for how the season ended. Have we, have we, has it been over long enough that we can talk about I this? Think, yeah, I think it's been like three I or four months. I think at this point, you haven't watched like, okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, hey, you know, I, I don't know. I'll just make sure. I'm, sure. I'm not just trying to get you guys in trouble. Mute it for the next two minutes, guys. <laughs> well, so like the, the end of the show is him coaching like little league soccer, right? Um, in Kansas, though. Yeah. And Kansas, so like I would exactly. kill to watch that because like I'm coaching my kids. My, I have twin four year old boys. I'm coaching their team. Uh, for sporting Brookside, which is one of the neighborhoods in Kansas City. And so like I would love for him to film and like have all the Karens and like all the angry parents out there yelling at like the 16 year old ref for like seven on seven year old soccer. Like, oh my God, I'm here for that. That'd be great. Yeah, no, I I, I always I've thought that because he was back in Kansas, MLS has this partnership with Apple TV. Ted Lasso is on Apple TV. I, mean, I was like, they might, they might and then MLS is shooting up popularity. Maybe they'll do a spinoff where he takes over Sporting KC, his home squad. Like I don't know. I just kind of saw that, that, that it's a possibility. I, I think it. I think, like Chris said, I think that would be pretty cool. We don't well, have Jimmy Tart. We need somebody who can coach some skill set. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and Sean mentioned here that he said that he wrote it to have an ending. So I imagine that he wanted to just end it last season, Danny. But I mean, I mean, at this yeah, point, he didn't want to keep going. Yeah. yeah. No, money talks. All right, uh, so moving on to Saturday. As far as tactics and formations go, how is it that you guys, one, usually line up, and two, you guys play high press, mid block, low block? Are you guys usually looking for the counter? Like, what is it that we have to expect here on Saturday when we play against K Sporting KC? So Sporting KC will always, 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 almost, no matter what, roll out in a 4-3-3. We play with a okay. single pivot at the six and two dueling eights. Um, Sporting wants the ball. They're going to try and possess. They're going to try and build up. Um, we've got two of the longer build-up pass sequences leading to a goal in the last, like, five years. Um, like, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20 passes to build up. Um, you're going to see a lot of counter-pressing, so losing the ball and then immediately trying to counter-press to win it back. But they're not going to bunker and counter. Um, a lot of fans have been calling for that as our defense is really leaky, but they're going to play a high line and try to pin you into the box if Miami kind of bunkers in, um, you'll see Sporting lob in like, I don't know, eight, 900 crosses, um, which is usually pretty unsuccessful. But that's uh, that's what you'll see. You know, the team plays to wherever the space is. So when teams kind of bunker and, and pack into the middle, everything gets funneled out wide and then crossed in. But if there's any sort of space through the middle, they're going to want to try to play through the middle and try to play through Alan Polito. Well, against us, you might have a little bit more luck than than you'd expect from those crossing patterns and uh, and from set pieces because we are absolutely brutal in those two categories <laughs> on defense. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We'll see. We don't have a big people. squad though. Like you know, we've got we've got one guy who's really a target man in the air. And other than that, like 
It's hit and miss. Right, because we've given up the most uh, set-piece goals this year. We have 15 yeah. goals surrendered off of set-pieces mm-hmm. this year. So if you're going to score off a set-piece, it's going to be this week. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will be. All right. Um, so when we're talking about KC, you said that they lob in a lot of balls. What would you say is sporting KC's strength? Like, where do you think their strength is on this team? You know, they we we possess the ball well. Um, okay. Most of our players are pretty press resistant. Um, they're going to play a lot of triangles to try and build up. Uh, and then if they can get service to Alan Polito, I mean, that's the strength of the team. Eric Tommy to Alan Polito, that's the strength. Johnny Russell, if he can get going, you know, running in at attackers off the wing on a diagonal, that's that's the strength of our team. We just got our keeper back after a few months. Um, I'm sorry, I just got distracted by Mike talking trash on Cavincho. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, I'm sorry, we had somebody ask because we had said that Cavincho was going to be on, but there's like a, a media game or something. So something's happening. Yeah, there was like a there was like a game for the for the media members or something like that, and they ended up going out and playing and stuff. And so I I was able to catch a little bit of video. That's why he wasn't able to make it. I will go for Kevin. Uh, But yeah, so yeah, we finally got our keeper back. We've been playing a couple kids for a while, but Tim Milia at one point was probably the best keeper in the league, second best keeper in the league. So having him back has been good. He's a good shot stopper. So you think okay. Uh, not anymore. Not not not, oh, top, okay. not top anymore. No no no. Was okay okay okay. Was was. <laughs> okay. He's like thirty six years old, man. Like yeah yeah yeah. Okay, he's, okay, okay. he's still got some juice in the tank, but like it's mostly been squeezed. Got it. Okay, I was about to start questioning you about that. All right, we <laughs> <No>. got, okay. <laughs> All right. So if we're talking about weaknesses, right? If you're gonna go up to Tata and you're gonna say, "Look, I got money on Miami winning this game, but I'm gonna help you out. This is how you beat Sporting KC." What would you tell Tata? Like, what is the recipe? This is how you're going to beat Sporting KC. Counter. Counter, 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 counter. counter. We have two center backs. Uh, We've got Danny Rosero, who is uh, fast. He's athletic, but not necessarily the highest football IQ um, and can be beaten by a good through ball. And then uh, Andre Ufantes, who came out of Barcelona, he and Messi actually played together and came up in La Masia together. Um, But he is glacial. Like I can outrun that dude. And um, we get just scorched on the counter balls over the top through balls, like weighted through balls. Our fullbacks are okay. Um, our right back is a, is a homegrown kid who is a converted midfielder. Um, we have Graham Zeus. He used to be on the U S national team, but he blew out a hammy. And so we put in uh, this kid, Jake Davis, who's been good, but um, you know, especially for his first year starting, but he's not amazing, but counter, 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 counter. We're going to play a high line. And we're gonna get roasted. No, I mean, we're not necessarily the. I mean, with Farias, we might take advantage of something like that. But for the most part, we don't. We don't necessarily have top end speed either. Jordi Alba on the wing. You don't need it. I'm telling you, man. Like the three of us, (laughs) if the four, if you, if the three of us and Andre Ufantas raced, we would finish one, two, three, and he finished four. (laughs) Sounds like Christoph, Chris. It sounds like Christoph. It does sound like off because even Miller, when at least when he gets charged, he's rolling, right? There's no stopping yeah. him. But, jeez, that's going to be rough. Yeah, now, you know, because Fontes, is, his strength was being a Barcelona guy, he can pass. So uh, a couple years ago, he led the league in goals added because he's such a decisive passer. 
but like he's playing center back, he doesn't defend that well. That makes that makes a lot of sense, Danny. Now, before we moved on, before we move on to the next to the next subject, Danny, since we're gonna have a lot of players that are gonna be missing due to, you know, their you know, they're playing for their country and stuff like that. I wanted to get an idea of what you think who's gonna be playing this Saturday. Cause that's what I've been kind of working on in the last 10 minutes, just trying to construct like this this team that I think might be playing on Saturday. And I wanted to get an idea of who you think is going to play on Saturday. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I was doing the same thing. But luckily, <laughs> and I don't know if Don Cafecito is watching right now. And if he is, oh. shout out to Don Cafecito. Because Don Cafecito kind of saved me the hassle of having to start to kind of do this. Because he literally posted the pictures of exactly what I thought might happen. So here it goes. So this is what I think. I think we're going to look, we're going to come out in the same formation that we came out with last uh, Sunday against LAFC. Five in the back. The only change is that Kristoff isn't going to be playing. And instead of Kristoff, you move Miller to the middle and you have Allen, Noah Allen playing left center back, which I think is fine. So we're good in the back five. And then Arroyo apparently didn't get called up. So we still have Arroyo. We have Busquets. And then Uyoa, I guess, would have to be the fill-in because we don't have Diego Gomez or Benja. But I'm okay. Uyoa, I'm not a big fan of, but that's fine. Farias is balling up top. And then without Messi and without Joseph, Campana gets the starting to Farias. I'm sorry, but this team with Calendar in goal, I think we have a great chance of winning because I don't think much has changed from the, the running recipe. I understand Messi changed. Yeah, I get it. Messi, I understand before I get canceled. I understand Messi is the guy. <laughs> I get it, but listen, I do the, think that this squad is still is still stuck. Listen, the both of you are treading real. Re, you got to tread lightly, guys. Danny, you're about to get canceled for the slander for the Messi slander, and then David's about to get canceled because he thinks Pele is better than Messi, hand down, man down. Yeah, let me tell you something, Chris. I can't get canceled because I don't have Twitter. You can't there come. You, you can't get at me. I don't have Twitter. Don't at me. You now, can't. But let me let me ask you real quick. Let me ask you real quick. Because yeah. like, I think this is going to say a lot. You know, not so much the formation, but the tactics about like how the game's going to go. If if Miami plays a true five at the back, and you're going to put three in the midfield, I think I don't know that that gives an advantage to Sporting, but that helps Sporting, right? Like we're not going to get swarmed in the midfield. But mm-hmm. if you go, if it's more of a three-five-two, and those wingbacks, if Alba and the other guy who I already forgot, I'm sorry, I already forgot who it was. Uh, uh, Yedlin. They're constantly it, pushing up, yeah. If they're going to push into that midfield and it's going to be like a five, like a, a, a three-five-two, and you can create overloads in the midfield, that's where sporting is going to be really susceptible. So I'd be curious to see. I mean, you're at home. I would anticipate you guys are going to want to push the action. Um but but you guys know better than I do what they're gonna do. Well, Yedlin and and Albert rarely ever push towards the middle. They they stay wide. Yeah. Um, with, but with Busquets kind of pulling the strings there, I, I my only thing is I don't know what we're gonna do with Uyoa and Arroyo are both true CDMs. They're both true sixes, and Busquets needs somebody to push up with him. Like like Benja and Diego Gomez kind of push up along with Busquets. So we usually have those two midfielders that are kind of pushing the ball up behind the forwards, and we have one six staying back. But in this case, 
Busquets is going to be pushing the ball up because Arroyo and Ulloa have no skill. Okay, let me. They aren't as skilled as the other players we have. Okay, so, so I, I, I'm kind of wondering how this is all going to work out because I can't imagine Busquets pushing the pace all game every day. But I, I don't think that that we're going to have our wing backs pushing in the middle. So no, I don't, I don't think you have to worry about us crowding the middle. Well, and, and one of the things I do want to mention, like I said before, David, is that the two things that hurt us are the crosses and the set pieces. As long as you guys don't have too many of those, I think we're going to do pretty, pretty good. Now, I, I just wanted to get to a couple comments here because Edward mentioned uh, plot twist. He thinks after tomorrow's game, Messi's going to come back ASAP because he loves this club so much. Uh, so that way he could play against Sporting Kansas City on, on well, it's not Sunday. It's Saturday. But, hey, look, if it, if it happens, it happens. Um, you know, I, I would never want to categorize an entire group of people a certain way. That's really problematic stuff, right? But here's what I know about people from Argentina. They love playing for their national team. <laughs> and oh, yeah. like that, yes. that yeah. you know, that probably takes priority. So if we're going to stereotype anybody, Argentinians love the national team. Now, this comment I wanted to get, and you're you're a thousand percent correct. If you you I mean, every home game, we're seeing more Argentina jerseys just by the boatloads. So I mean, they they live and die by it, you know, by the football. Let me just get that before you guys start, you. you know, sticking a fork in me. <laughs> um, Mitch mentions if Stefanelli is ready, this could look interesting. And I'm gonna cover your face really quick, David, because I Danny found a website that lets me make a lineup. Let's see how this goes right here. And boom, bam, Uncle Sam. Right? We have Campana at the top. To me, I think Stefanelli is going to start on the left. Farias is going to be on the right. Arroyo, Busquets, and then Ulloa behind them. And then you got Jordi Alba on the left, Yedlin on the right, Miller and Aviles, and, uh, and then Calendar slash Santos, whoever plays goalie at the time. I think that this is how it's going to be. I don't think that they're going to do the the right wing left wing deal like we had last game. I think that that was like just a special thing that they did just to be able to play Farias and uh and Messi. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you think otherwise. I I definitely I definitely think that if they go with the whole Arroyo, uh Busquets and Uyoa midfield, that they're going to play a double pivot because Arroyo and and Uyoa will be lost up top in the final third or even in in the in the second half of the mid um if they go um they go a 433 oh, okay. again courtesy of Don Cafecito right Don Cafecito uh along the same lines Stefanelli out on the right Farias on the left and um like I said I think Uyo and Royo it's going to be three in the middle but I think Royo and, and Uyo will stay back a little bit and Busquets is going to be pushing the the pace a little more forward but I do think that they'll come out with five in the back. I, I really do. Um, oh, so you, have, you have a very similar but, like mines. Yeah, if they go four through three, that's how I think it'll look. Uh, and and off the bench, I think we're gonna see Robbie Robinson, which uh, you know, Ooh. Robbie Robinson. There's nothing yeah, wrong with Robbie Robinson. Robbie Robinson. No, there's nothing wrong with him, but it's Robbie Robinson. You know, I mean, I, it is what it is, right? Robbie Robinson. You get what you get, and you don't get upset. I mean, anybody else that's coming off the bench, to be honest, I mean, I was looking at some of our bench players. I mean, the only other person that I can think of that's coming off the bench that we can that we're not expecting is maybe Mota. 
But remember, they haven't put him on on the bench since he started. What like three games ago? Two games ago? A, I don't understand what the hell's going on with Mota. It's such a weird. I mean, that's so weird. Though. Everything that's happening with Mota, like, and, and it, supposedly it, look, it was they, a maybe sickness. they were saving him for this week. Yeah, maybe they were saving him for this week because they knew that they would need some depth this week. So maybe he will be available. Uh, now, for those asking about calendar, up until like an hour ago when Chris contacted me and let me know about calendar, I thought Dos Santos was starting and calendar was going to play with the U.S. men's national team. But apparently yeah. Michelle Kaufman reported that Drake will be playing on Saturday and then he's going to join the U.S. men's national team. Now, I think that that makes a huge difference in the outcome of this week. For yeah. Very simply, our defense, I don't care who's back there, for, we're just not good. Like we, we just aren't. We surrender so many shots. If it's not for Drake Callender, we lose. We don't win the League's Cup for one. And we've lost a bunch more games than we have already. So Drake Callender, and we've at least I've said it on this show. I think Drake Callender is literally the second best player on this team. And if Drake Callender isn't Quite playing, possibly. you are now missing your top two players, Messi and Callender. So if Callender is playing, that's a huge relief for us because we need him. Because without him, we're in trouble. So can I? You know, I'm, I'm sure you guys have already talked about this because it's your club. But you know, Sporting had a similar thing. Tim Milia. We got, he was a pool keeper for the league. We brought him in, like he just worked for MLS and we brought him in as a backup and he ended up being right. a beast and won a job. And like, he's the best, arguably the best keeper in club history. Calendar was like a third string keeper, right? And then mm-hmm. kind of out of nowhere has just like exploded. And now he's getting national team call-ups. Like how cool has that been to watch? Yeah, because he was the, he was on the team the very first year. He was, he was on the screen. He's like him. Was it him, Robbie Robinson, and Victor Uyo are the only three that are still here from the inaugural season. And then he was the third string. And then last year, because Marsman, I don't know if he went down with like a sickness or an injury, he finally got it was the an chance. Injury. Yeah. He got the opportunity and he played so well, he just never gave up his spot. And it, it was awesome, man. It really was. And I don't think anybody expected it when he first got on the pitch, but it's been fun to see. And um, yeah, man, that, that's. That is awesome, awesome. What, what we got to see Drake Callender kind of just develop in front of our eyes. And the fact that now he's getting national team calls up and stuff, it's really cool. Well, and, and I think it's interesting, though, Danny, because a lot of people really did with the, that were watching Drake Callender closely. A lot of people saw him and said he has a ton of potential. He's, he could potentially be the guy in between the sticks for this team. And a lot of people liked Nick Marsman and his footwork and all that stuff, but like he 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 wasn't favored in the fan base or 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 in the organization. I mean, favored enough to make a big fat check, but I don't think Nick, that he had a lot of yeah for Nick Marsman. Uh, I mean, I think everybody liked that he was good with his feet, right? He wasn't the best shot blocker, but um, Phil Neville liked to play out of the back, so he had a, a pace on uh, he had a, a place on this team. Um, yeah, he, he got paid way too much, especially for his skills. Uh, David, I had a quick question for you uh, before we get into Saturday's predictions or whatnot. Are you part of the side that says Messi is good for the league, or are you part of the MLS fan base that's annoyed by the whole MLS thing and think that what's happening right now isn't good for the league? You know, I'm I'm torn. I I actually feel both ways, kind of. Um, okay. I think I think the league has gone a little overboard 
like before Messi had even actually signed, uh, right? He had said like I'm coming, but hadn't signed yeah. a contract. And like the the whole front page of the league website was messy. And I'm like, yo, they're playing games. Like there's transfers happening. Like what is going on? You know, you've pushed everything behind this guy who hasn't signed a deal yet. And like there was reporting that you know Saudi Arabia was offering him like his own part of the country and like 600 like virgins and like whatever. (laughs) And so I was like, you know, come on. Like I get why this is transformational. I do. It's the second best player of all time. Um, I got to keep poking at people about that, but like, you know, it's a trend. I get it. Like this is way bigger than Beckham. This is way bigger than Zlatan. But at the same time, like they are drowning out every other team in the league. Um, but also, you know, dude came in and he's been killing it. So a lot of that hype ends up getting justified. Um, my hope is that it, he shows, Hey, listen, Mauro, I don't want to hear it. All right. He's no Pele. Uh, you know, my, my hope is that this convinces other elite talents from Europe to, instead of going to Saudi, come to the, come to MLS before they're washed, like come when they're like 32, not when they're 39. That's my hope. That's uh, that's only gonna happen if they figure out a way to pay these guys big money. You can't compete with the Saudi money that they're throwing out. Oh, it's insane. Nobody that's sensible would offer that much money to. Who's gonna pay Benzema at the age of fifty-seven to go to play? Pay like, how much they paying him? Like two hundred million or some ridiculous amount. Like yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, so so we can't compete with that. But that what we have to offer is is. I mean, a better lifestyle, I would assume, right? If anybody here right. is watching from Saudi Arabia, I mean, no insult to you, but I think that the Europe, the American lifestyle is more similar to the European and South American lifestyle, so it might be more comfortable to come play over here, and um, and then sponsorships because I'm so I don't know where to watch those Saudi Arabia games. I've said this a million times. I have no idea where to watch them, but you come play the MLS, you're still global because everybody can still watch you whenever they want. So. Yeah, and I mean, and it's it's hot here. Like Kansas City gets super hot, and we don't have the ocean, and like. I mean, part of why I moved away from Miami was that I had to wear a suit in August in downtown, and that sucked. But, like, it's still not Saudi hot. <laughs> like, it's crazy no. over there. Yeah. Well, and the worst part is, Danny, in terms of, like, MLS deals, like, you're not going to have people get offered the same deal that Messi got. I mean, not even – I don't even think it's going to be remotely close. Like, who's going to get a percentage off of Adidas sales? Who's going to get a percentage off of – you know what is it uh apple apple you know apple plus whatever memberships you know nobody's going to get a percentage of a of a team like i don't know what they're going to do to be able to bring in these big you know these big names before they decide to retire but i think that they're going to have to figure something out because percentage no, deals that's just not going to be consistent enough no i mean not necessarily that but i mean how many sponsorships can you get when you come over here like uh, imagine uh Erling Haaland comes over here, head and shoulders, would jump on his ass right away with his beautiful blonde hair. Like there, there'd be so many sponsorship opportunities for everybody that comes over here. And I get that you can get sponsorship or deals over there. I get it, but like, it's it's a marketing machine over here in the states. So uh, yes. I think that, that that would be one appealing thing, especially if you're on the the wrong side of thirty. And eventually, it's going to get down to your late twenties, and people are going to just want to come play over here. I think I saw right. somewhere, you know, MLS is the fifth highest paid. Sixth highest paid league in the world, I think, behind like, I think that's what it is. On average, it's the sixth highest salary in the league behind like the EPL, um, Bundesliga, Ligue 1, Serie A, 
in La Liga. I think, you know, like, like MLS is paying better than, than the Portuguese league, the Austrian league, all them. So, um, look, I I, 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 I stick with the fact that, that we're going to be one of the top leagues very soon. Uh, you know, with, with the World Cup coming over here and everything, the attention that we're getting over here, we're going to keep growing. Yeah, the exposure is yeah. immense. Why is yeah. it? Hold on. I need to mention this because uh, here comes Bearded Fanatic. If anybody, if anybody that's watching is a Dolphins fan, please follow. Please follow the Battered Fins Fans podcast. Okay, guys, do yourself a favor. And while you're at it and you're here, put that thumb to work. Like and subscribe. Boom, boom, boom. See how fast I just did that? You could do it just as fast, if not faster. I promise. I'm not bringing. Uh, the, I, I'm not gonna grow my beard, Manny. I'm done with that. I gave myself a haircut, by the way, just in case anybody's wondering. I just gave myself a haircut. I didn't want to go to the barber shop, so. It really, you gave yourself a haircut? Bald. Yes, I, yes, I gave myself a, a a one and a half. So. Oh, and you and you try to fade it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just used two mirrors. Yeah, man. Oh man, that must look so bad. <laughs> no, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's pretty good. It's so bad. I've done. I've done. I've done it already. I've done it already. Like maybe 20, 30 times. So, it's mm. it saves me. I mean, now that now that a haircut's like 30, 40 bucks a pop. Like, get out of here. If it All came out barbers. good, you would have never gone back to a barber. But you still go back to barbers, right? No, because they they do the lineup better, right? I, I don't have the I don't have my Andis anymore. My Andis is messed up. So I got to buy my Andis machine again. Uh, yes, Mitch, uh, quote unquote, the prison cut. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yep. I, I am playoff. Right I, I could never find a good barber down there, man. Like I'd get my hair cut right before I left and like it would just grow. I got this big old Jufro if I don't tame yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and like I went to I, I got a I got a wreck from a buddy who lived out in Sunrise and he was like, yo, go to my place. Like, you'll love it. Blah, blah, blah. I go. I show up they just never called my like never called me up to get my haircut so i'd run like a sport clips and it was like one of the worst haircuts i've ever gotten in my life Ooh, uh, and then clips. i went to a different barber shop down in coral gables or not well, i mean south miami but the guy like spent like 45 minutes lining me up in the front and then tried to sell me like an ipod like an ipod touch <laughs> i was like i don't know where hey, this man like, don't knock the hustle i was like what truck did that fall off of um <laughs> you know so like yeah. I, I I could never get the hair scored away down there, man. All right. Um, oh man. <laughs> no, I mean, that's crazy. I, I can imagine that, Danny. Before we get, I mean, now now that we're talking at the end of the show, we're getting to the end of the show, guys. Let's go ahead and talk about predictions. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have broken that up, Danny. So let's yeah, see. That, that's all right. Mm-hmm. It did not, but, you know, syllables and stuff. So let's start off with you, David. What do you think the ending is going to be for Inter-Miami against Sporting Kansas City this Saturday? I'm going to be uh, a homer and an optimist, and I'm going to say 2-1 SKC. Mm. Okay. Oh my goodness! Everybody is just going like shut out. Uh, yeah. We got Zayar with the two zero, Morrow with the four zero, Kalada with the three one. Danny, what are you predicting? Because you know I'm about to blow it out of the water, right? Like yeah. I'm going to give an astronomical no. I mean, I can do that now, and then you can just balance it out. <sighs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think that this game is going to be three to two. 
That doesn't sound that bad, right, Danny? Three goals to two. Yeah, that's not bad. I think it's going to be three, two. I think it's going to be high scoring because I think defense is just going to be terrible all over the place. Uh, And I think that Campana is going to be a heavy part in this game. I think that he's definitely going to play a big part in this game. And I think that he's going to start to get into favor. And I think this is what it sort of takes in order for him to, to get into favor. Unfortunately, since Joseph isn't here, and um, I think he's going to have a lot of goals, at least two. Well, I, I think the fact that um, that he said that um, you guys like to possess the ball, I think it's going to be one of those like really monotonous games where you guys start passing the ball uh, around for a while, and then we get the ball. We also like to hold possession, so we'll be passing the ball around. Not a lot of counters, but th- I think there will be a counter eventually, and that's how somebody leads to a goal. Uh, we uh, When New started... I mean, not news, but when people started talking about all the players that were going on international duty just a little, I don't know, a week or two ago, everybody was saying, like, okay, we got to make sure we beat everybody coming up before Sporting KC because we're going to lose that game. I never yeah. thought we were going to lose. I thought we could be Sporting KC with Edison Consona, Ascona playing like goalie. Like, I, I think that we should win this game, and I think we should win it handily. I don't believe in Sporting KC. I don't believe in their old goalkeeper. And I think that we're going to win – I'd say 2-0. We're going to get a shutout. I think 2-0. And, um, and yeah, I, I just don't believe in Sporting KC. And I've been saying that for so long for the last two weeks. I've been pretty much shitting on Sporting KC that I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden this turns around and looks really horrible on me. But I've been shitting on you guys consistently for the last two weeks. And, uh, and I just I can't imagine losing to you guys. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. We had we we haven't inspired a lot of confidence over the over the year. And Campana finally gets on the on the yes. I, I think Campana scores. Go ahead, Chris. So you don't think it's gonna be seven two like Mike V thinks? No. Seven one no, like Vinny no. thinks. No. That's a lot of goals, man. That's a lot. <laughs> we 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 aren't that bad. That's a lot of goals. And and somebody here predicted, and I put it up here for like a second. Somebody predicted that calendar was gonna get a goal. <laughs> I love it. Look, I love this look, chat. I love you, look, chat. Look, Broward Heron said, "My big mouth is gonna get us." And now, I, I, if you've watched this show enough, you know, out of the two of us, I try to be more realistic with my predictions. I rarely <laughs> go out on a limb and just predict something crazy. But I just, I, I'm, I just don't see it. What you want me to lie to you? I just can't see Sporting KC beating us. I think they suck. I'm gonna I'm gonna send all this to uh, to the team. I'm sure that's the bulletin board material they need. <laughs> and be like, yo, Danny's an asshole. Like, let's go out and beat these dudes. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, uh, Chris will be yelling at them from from our seats. We're right behind the goal. Yes. I, all I do is just yell at the goalie and call him all kinds of bad bad mm-hmm. names and stuff. No, I don't, Tim's so, a nice guy. You know, he's got I a don't family. Care. Come on. Look, he's Look also 45 years old, apparently. According eight, to uh, eight Mr. nothing Pratt. enter because he says Pele is the goat. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude, your commenters are great. Oh, yeah, yeah, they no, are. they're all, they're always on point, man. The chat is phenomenal. Now we usually ask about supporter traditions, but I think you covered that a little bit yeah, earlier in terms of. So, uh, do you have any any questions before no, I get uh, into the? Re- yeah, let let the the chat. If you have any questions for uh, for David, ask them now while Chris gets gets geared up to ask his stuff. Listen, by the way, chat, go ahead and load up the questions because 
Remember, the question that I always ask the guests, right? We got that one coming up. And I got a new picture for you guys. So. Oh, and uh, real quick, I said 2-0. I didn't realize that Kansas City has given up the second most penalty kicks in the league. So apparently you guys aren't very... Uh... Oh, we very like to follow the discipline. Box. We're yeah, good. You, yeah, yeah, we're very so good. You guys at aren't very disciplined, so I'm gonna but, say three zero. Campana scoring on a penalty kick. Well, hold on though. Tim Milia is if he's not the best penalty shot stopper of all time, he's second to Nick Ramondo. But dude is yeah, yeah, a two. PK legend so far. Yeah, he saved two so far this season. Okay, I <laughs> kick your ass, but yeah. So can can I? Can I just start responding to some of these, or do you want to call these out? Oh, no, no, go for it. I'll bring out the first one. So Mike V is asking, why is Jack Stacks the only good barbecue place? It's not. It's not even top five. You've got, uh, you've got Slaps Barbecue. You've got uh, Oklahoma Joe's, which is now called KC Joe's. Q39. Like Jack Stack is, I mean, maybe top five, like maybe fifth, if we're being generous. Ooh. But it's better than anything I ever got in Miami. Oh, for, or uh, Fort Lauderdale, one, and no, especially not both. that. Shivers will shit on you. Shivers there's is one the place. barbecue. Shivers, the, man. Yes. Yeah, no, you got to see thing, Shivers. Because here's the thing. Barbecue means a really specific thing in the Midwest. And, like, I got down there, and they're like, yo, we have these barbecue spots. So they're I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's bet. Let's see it. And they're like, we got some chicken that we put on the grill, and we put some barbecue sauce on top of it. I'm like, that's cookout food. You can give me some potato salad. And like, this is what we call a cookout. That's not barbecue. Like if it's not like pulled pork, brisket, shit like that, it's not barbecue. And oh, like, I, you know, love oh, are you coming down? Are you coming back down to Miami? Cause we got to take you to Shivers with their burnt not, ends, not their brisket. I need to though. I need to, yeah, I need man. to take the family down. My kids have never, they need to see, they need to fall in love with it. Like I did. Yeah, man. Well, well if you ever do come down here, we'll take you down to Shivers. Uh, and, and look at this. And Manny is telling me that I never invite him to my house. You know, Manny, get out of here. Okay. <laughs> Next time you're coming to my house and then we're going to go to Shivers. All right. But like, here's the thing though. If I'm coming down, I want my seafood. Right. And I'm hitting up like all my old spots. Like I'm going to the rustic Inn. I'm getting ice cream oh. at Jackson's like in, out in Dania beach. Oh, Jackson's fire. Yeah. Dude. Like I'm, I'm trying to hit, get my Cuban food. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm, Barbecue's low on the list of things I want, you know, when I'm going down to Miami. I can see that, Danny. Joe's Why crabs. You... Okay. okay. I can see that, Danny. Why would somebody come to Miami for barbecue when he's already getting good barbecue over there, right? So you can see that we have a spot that's better than his. <laughs> I don't think but, it's going to be better than everything over yo, there, Danny. There's got to be a couple of places. Here's, no, here's I, what I we're going to do. Casey, if, if, when I come down, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll hit you guys up. We're going to go to Hialeah. We're gonna go yeah, we're highlight. Gonna go. <laughs> what the hell? No, I'm telling. Yeah. Look, man, my I grew up going down to Miami when like they had there was the but Miami highlight. I the Miami commercials, dude. No, well, highlights. Highlights kind of big now. Highlight. Highlights always been fucking it is. dope. It's growing. it was like it's me growing. and like an 88 year old Haitian dude and a couple of like <laughs> you know like like OGs out there. But I took yes. my like, my classmates one time. Like a whole crew of us went. None of us were from Miami. Just get rip roaring drunk for like fifteen bucks and just you know screaming at the players like it was great. But we're gonna go we're gonna go to Highlight. We're gonna go uh, like party at the Hard Rock. Well, the Hard Rock is looks completely different now. If you haven't been here in a while, are you talking? Well, I'm talking yes, about the casino, does. not the stadium. 
Yeah, so am I. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Has it yeah, changed? It well, I imagine it's been yes. a while. Yeah, super yeah, no. different. Okay, because yeah. like, because here's the thing: is you know, the Hard Rock Stadium, I don't recognize as the Hard Rock Stadium. It's Joe Robbie. Yeah. I don't care that you put a roof on it. I don't care that we change the seats. It is always and forever Joe Robbie. Yeah. I see that. And there's a there's a lot of people that feel the same way. A lot of people that feel the same way. So, Danny, we're going to yep. get to it if you don't have any other questions. No, no, that's it. We're going to kick Casey's ass and um <laughs> and I, I I look, I, I don't go out on limbs very often like this even though I did say back in the beginning of June that we we're going to make the playoffs. I told you to stamp that and and screenshot that tweet cuz I'm holding us to it. Oh, actually before you do, I do have a question for the chat and for you Chris and David also. If we lose on Saturday, what does that say? Does everybody turn around and say we can't win without Messi? Like, is that what happens if we do lose on Saturday? Chris? Of course that's what's going to happen. Of okay. course that's what's going to happen. I mean, without a doubt. That's going to be annoying as hell, isn't it? It's going to be super annoying. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that we're going to lose. If we do lose, it's not going to be because we don't have Messi. But that's what that's what the narrative is. That's what the narrative is going to be. David, you think the same thing? You're thinking that we can't win without no. Messi if we lose on Saturday? Look, man, like you guys have how many players? How many players are out on international duty? Nine, it's but like, like missing like but it, seven. But, yeah, yeah like, but they're like all backups. Like everybody's overblowing like how many? Yeah, but still, like it's, it's all backups. Robert Taylor already lost his starting job. David Reese is a backup, and look, and I like all these players, but he's a backup. Edison Ascona never sees the field. Yeah. Diego Gomez, I guess, technically is a starter. Kermaki a starter. Calendar is apparently playing for us. Who the hell knew that was going to happen? Like, I-, I think we're good. So, and, and look at, stop putting up Beauty Fanatics comments, please. This guy's just. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all you right. know, if, if Messi's not playing, you know, I mean, it's tough to deny the like crazy turnaround the team's had. With yeah. him versus without him, you oh, know. Sure. So, but I think Tata uh, needs some credit also, because yeah, uh, I mean Tata Martino's great, and yeah. you know Busquets is is a is I mean he's iconic. He's a great passer. Alba looks like he's you know looks like he went back in time ten years. I mean he's like a like a whole new player. So yeah, and um yeah, and like I said, Broward Heron said the Santos scares them, but apparently Callum is playing, and if Callum is playing, we're gonna win clean sheet. Chris, go for it. All right, so guys, here we go. First one, you guys already know about this one. Here's a picture right here, David. You got to pick one of the five pieces of meat and one of the six pieces of toast. Go for it. <laughs> you will be judged by this answer. By okay, the okay. Uh, meat is number two and toast number three. Ah, okay. Okay. All acceptable all right, answers. All, right. all acceptable answers. So far, so far, pretty good, Danny. Now, mm-hmm. guys, chat, like I told you guys, I found another picture. And this one, my friends, is going to be a banger. So if you can chime in your opinion as well. <laughs> so we're going to go with this brand new poppy right here. Are we going with a sandwich cut vertically or from top corner to bottom corner? Diagonally. Where are you going first? Oh, you're so terrible, Danny. Where are you going, David? Uh, if this is for me, I'm going diagonal. Uh, if this is for oh my like my That's wife weird. or some of my friends, I'm not even picking either of those, and I'm cutting it all weird just to fuck with them. 
Oh my <laughs> god, you guys are picking diagonal. Who who picks diagonal cuts in their sandwiches? I'm not gonna lie. When you told me about this picture, I I, can't, I couldn't believe that you would say that you're gonna cut that vertically. Who, who cuts their sandwiches like that? I cut every single sandwich vertically. Every single one. There's never one sandwich I've ever cut from corner to corner. You're like an extraterrestrial. Who does that? Look, nobody in the chat has said that they cut it vertically. Wow. You're like the weirdest person on earth. I agree with Mitch. Corner corner bites are more ergonomic. Wow. These guys are wild in here, man. Not one person has picked vertical cut, bro. No, I, I cut it diagonally for my kids. And I and when I do one for myself, I just don't cut it. So, but that's a diagonal, man. What? I'm not a weirdo, guys. That's the new picture for you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the extra content that we're bringing you guys. (laughs) 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 You want that hardcore into Miami? content come over here <laughs> that's what we're bringing baby <laughs> all right um uh, sorry all right so david man thank you for joining us we really appreciate you on the short notice jump jo- uh jumping and joining talking about us. it was really fun uh let the people know where they can find you the miami fan through and through rock the head headgear for us uh awesome so Go ahead and give them a follow. Where can they find you? Oh, that's right. But you're not on Twitter. So I'm not on Twitter, so you can't come, you can't come after me. But uh I write for the Kansas City Soccer Journal. I usually do a lot more in-depth pieces, but we do some cool stuff. Uh and then we have the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. And um, I don't know how many of your fans are gonna care that much about it, but we have a good time. <laughs> We're not talking about we I, kind of like the sandwich cut thing. You know, we had a long discussion about burritos versus tacos and uh some of the more nuanced stuff. Isn't but, it the same thing? You know, that I've was had kind this of the debate. debate. That yeah, was kind of the debate. It's the same thing. That was kind of the debate. Not. It's just easier to eat a burrito because it's closed in. That's why I prefer a burrito. A, a taco is messy. It like falls all over the place. So I will take a burrito all day, and it's the same exact thing. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the debate we had. So, <laughs> burrito but guys, thank, taco, Sean. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I uh, no. I, I always love talking soccer, and like. You know, I love Miami. I really do. And it always brings me so much like happiness in my heart to talk about a place that I lived and I love. So thank you guys so much for having me. Oh, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it was phenomenal, us. man. And uh, you heard whether you could find him. Unfortunately, he's not on Twitter because he says that he thinks he's going to get canceled. So he just <laughs> does just the, the, the shades of blue. So go ahead and check him out. Uh, any final thoughts, Chris? You guys are freaking weirdos cutting your sandwiches diagonally. UFOs exist. Burritos and tacos are completely different. And see you guys on Saturday. Put your thumb to work. Vamos. We're going to have to like just branch off and start like a whole other like podcast just based off of all the weird shit that Chris likes to talk about. Yeah, uh... we do. (laughs) All right. So if you are listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Please give us five stars, comment, review, all that other good stuff, share. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Please like and subscribe. And if you were part of the chat, as always, you guys are by far the best part of the show. We really appreciate you joining in. And um, we'll be back on Saturday night post game. It's a home game. So you know how that goes. We actually are season ticket holders. So we go to the games. 
We drive back, takes about an hour. So we'll be on here post-game about an hour after the game is over. So until Saturday night, have a good one. Peace.